Well, it's a great blessing for us to be here today in the city of Bradford. Never been here before. And we have some verses we'd like to share with you people today from the New Testament. From the Epistle to the Corinthians. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. For he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. Who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? For we have the mind of Christ. So when it comes to preaching about everlasting issues, it starts off being somewhat foolish, somewhat bizarre to see a guy standing on a street corner preaching about the gospel. But the scripture says one more time, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. The Bible makes the case very clearly that Almighty God has decided to send people like myself and others onto the streets to do what we are now doing. And at first glance, it appears somewhat foolish. It goes over the heads of many people. But that's how the Lord works. He doesn't always work through signs and miracles. He doesn't always work through supernatural acts. Most of the Old Testament, you read about person A, person B, person C going out, calling on sinners to repent, and very rarely if ever do miracles. Yet the New Testament, New Covenants, and yes, there are many miracles. But the Bible says how the just shall live by faith. If I was to stand here this morning and preach about physics, geology, history, science, and other issues on the subjects, it would probably go with most people's heads, but if I was to speak about heaven or hell, here and now, issues still to come, a good many of you people could relate to what I'm attempting to do, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent, where is the wise, where is the scribe, where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? If you were to spend any time looking through history, most people would take an interest in well-known people from the East and the West and could perhaps relate to such people, but that's not how God operates. God would choose him just ordinary men. There was a guy called John the Baptist, a cousin of Christ, and he was discarded, ignored, despised by his peers, but the Lord still used him. He used him to proclaim the arrival of the Messiah. When the Messiah arrived, he was just an ordinary man. His stepfather was a carpenter, not a well-to-do man, not a barrister, not a lawyer, not a very wealthy person, just an ordinary carpenter. And for the first 30 years of the Lord's life on the earth, Yes, he would have been known by his peers, but for the most part, you wouldn't have given him a second glance until the day came of age 
until the day that Almighty God decided to announce his ministry. He would choose him ordinary men, for the most part fishermen. But what those men would preach, what those men would do, would turn the world upside down. And probably the greatest apostle of all would be Paul. When he would arrive, he would do miracles. He would raise the dead. He would write most of the New Testament. And to this day, his legacy has completely transformed the world. But God starts in a small way. Like I say, he doesn't always start with signs and miracles. Yes, he would do that with Moses and the children of Israel. But go through the generations. Others would come after Moses who wouldn't do signs and miracles. New Testament, Jesus Christ arrives, walks on the water, gives sight to the blind, allows people to hear again. But above all, he gives people everlasting life. He will forgive people of their sins, their crimes against God. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by foolishness knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. So most people walk down the typical streets of Britain. They may or may not hear a street preacher. And for the most part, they probably think the stuff a street preacher is an imbecile, out of his mind, is somewhat of a fruitcake. But that's what the Lord said would happen. He said that this type of thing would be foolish in the sight of those that are perishing, like those that are lost, but to those that are saved, or to those that are going to be saved. It is the power of God. It's wonderful news. When I look at the New Testament, especially the four Gospels, I see the Lord Jesus Christ doing a lot of street work, preaching to tens of thousands of people. And of course, he would feed a good many thousand people, but most of his ministry was out in the open. The place of like Bradford, he wouldn't just preach to people in places of worship like synagogues or the temple, and yes, of course, he would meet in certain places such as that. But for the most part, he wanted to be out and about to be seen and heard. But we preach Christ crucified. Under the Jews, a stumbling block, and under the Greeks, foolishness. But under them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. So, if you take the time through the Bible, you will know from the Old Testament that it was foretold many times that the Jews would reject the Messiah like they would do their own prophets and as a result the church, the Gentiles, are grafted in the church, the Gentiles become the people of God and so far so good everything is lining up nicely with prophecy but my verse says how we preach Christ crucified as we drove into Bradford we saw many churches many places of worship and I have no idea whether or not they work the streets, whether or not they give out tracts, whether or not they call us in as to a faith. I have no idea. I know that, uh, for the most part, churches in Britain are doing very little. And the truth we know, they are preaching themselves. They are preaching about their pastors, their church structures. But the Bible speaks about preaching Christ Jesus crucified. See, we're here to preach about a person. We're here to preach about a message concerning a real person, a person who came to earth around 2,000 years ago, lived, died, was buried, and after three days was raised from the dead. He said, why would that need to take place? Well, because one day you will die. 
and you will be judged. And you really have one or two options. You either receive what Christ has done for you, or you take your own chances. But be aware of a couple of things. Number one, when you die, and you will die, ten out of ten people die, the God of the Bible will judge every word, thought, and deed. And it's fair to say that you will bring your mind to remembrance, recall your mind to a day if a guy standing on a street corner preaching on the New Testament and he will say probably something along the lines of did you listen to him? Did you take the time to examine what he said? Did you go home? Did you open your Bible? Did you think about what was preached? Did you, you, know, you may say, well Lord I was too busy going to made a beat but that won't cut it. So you can stand before the Lord and he will judge you and be worth thought and deed and if you're not perfect, and of course you're not, none of us are, you're lost. You're guilty, not dead. But if you receive Christ, you can turn to him, he will save you. But the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. So men like to compare themselves to others, women like to compare themselves to others. And like a few moments ago, most people, if they know much about history, like to pick out somebody who's very well-to-do, a very wealthy person, a very prestigious person, and say he was a great man, he was a great woman. But that's not how the Lord worked. Most of the men in the Bible were plucked out of obscurity. And had they not written the New Testaments or the Old Testament, it would have been very quickly forgotten. But these verses point time after time to the foolishness of preaching, the foolishness of the gospel, the foolishness of preachers. And yet the Lord will use such to glorify himself. He could have plucked scholars, entrepreneurs, philanthropists out of society and caused such people to preach Christ Jesus, to preach about sin, to preach about heaven, to preach about hell, but that's not what he chose to do. He wanted to choose ordinary people such people would preach a very simple message. For the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. That is reference to someone who is not born again. Before you are born again, or until you are born again, you are referred to as a natural man, an unsaved man, an enemy of the Lord. For they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them. Why? Because they are spiritually discerned. So the Bible says that you need to be born again. The Bible speaks about a day of judgment, and the Bible says that God has chosen a day to judge the world in righteousness. The Bible speaks about a day when Christ died on the cross. The Bible speaks about a day when the Lord sat back and rejoiced in creation. The Bible speaks about a day when people will die like a saved and be judged, and that's referred to as a great white throne judgment. It's a terrible day. It's a terrible day. And yet the good news is this. Christ died for the sins of the world, was buried, and after three days was raised from the dead. And the Bible says if you believe in that, if you trust in that, you are saved and kept saved. But who has known the mind of the Lord, that you may instruct him? Of course, nobody has. Nobody is over the Lord. He is completely sovereign, completely self-sufficient, and yet, at the time of his choosing, he decided to create the world, 
and later on he decided to enter into the world, would live and die with his creation. Could have just bypassed creation, could have destroyed creation the moment things went wrong, but that wasn't his purpose. The Bible speaks about the Lord having a great love. But we have the mind of Christ concerned those that are believers, those that are saved, those that love the Lord, those that love his word. So you've got two groups of people. You've got the natural man and the unnatural man. You've got the saved man and the unsaved man. You've the friend of the Lord and you're the enemy of the Lord. For the Jews require a sign supernatural after some time and the Greeks Gentiles seek after wisdom every so often we speak to people at a deeper level about the things of the Saviour the things of Scripture and they like to discuss such with us and they like to approach such from a philosophical point of view but that's not what this is about listen you are alive one moment you get the next you die without Christ you're not break the law of the land, you pay the consequences. You break the law of the Lord, you pay the consequences. Lying, stealing, blasphemy, pride, jealousy, dishonoring your parents, having false gods. But this goes on and on and on. And yet, by the grace of God, he's made it possible to save you. But you see your calling brethren, how about not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. The base things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen. Yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. Your works won't save you. Going to church won't save you. Being baptized won't save you. Giving to charity won't save you. The Bible's not against such, of course, but when people offer such, in lieu of the Lord's forgiveness, when people do such, to try and win them favor with the Lord, it's all in vain. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who is God, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness, and sanctification and redemption. That according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Give the Lord glory. He's allowed it possible, he's made it possible to forgive sinners, to allow people to enter his abode, his kingdom upon death. Most people in Bristol and Bradford and Birmingham and Bolton and Wigan and Preston and Cardiff and the rest of the UK are hoping for heaven. Very few people, I would say, are hoping for hell. Yes, you may find some mentally ill, pe uh, mentally Ill people who are hoping for hell, but most people are hoping for heaven. And the Lord has made it possible to allow people to enter heaven. You say, what must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Trust in the death, burial and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Take his righteousness in place of your own. Believe on him. Trust in him. There's no other way for this to work. If the Lord wants to take the time to judge you, and he certainly will do, within five seconds, you know you can't make it. Most people, if they are honest themselves, most people, 
if they were spent just five seconds examining themselves, would know that they are in trouble. But praise be to God, He made it possible for mankind to be saved. And we'd like them all come over and speak to us. We have free DVDs to pass out, many tracks, and we've even got a spare new testament if somebody wants it. Glory to God, praise the Lord. I hope that his word has been blessed and heard abundantly in the city of Bradford today. Amen and amen.